No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we'll look at three more Psalms of Ascents that focus on the blessings to those who fear God, victory over enemies, and redemption for those who wait on the Lord. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. The Psalms of Ascents, or Songs of Pilgrimage, were sung as the people came up to Jerusalem. We cover three more today, Psalm 128. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. The fear of the Lord is not only the beginning of wisdom, but also the beginning of happiness. That's the meaning of the Hebrew word here, blessed. Charles Spurgeon said, The fear of God is the cornerstone of all blessedness. So, what is the fear of the Lord? It is the hatred of evil. Those who fear God seek to obey Him because they do not want to displease Him, and they know that evil is only going to do them harm. It is not a cowering fear, but a reverential respect for God and His commandments. If we fear God, then we will want to walk in His ways. We don't want to grieve the heart of the one we love the most. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy, and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants all around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. Now the psalmist shows practical ways that this blessedness is demonstrated. First, you will have enough to eat because you are eating what your hands have produced. Now, if you're a farmer, well, then you partake of your crops. If you're a mechanic, you get a paycheck and then you go buy food for your family. That is the blessing of the Lord. You will be happy and it will be well with you because you have earned an honest living. I recall when I was just a teenager, I would work summers for my dad who was a bricklayer and the first time I did and I got a paycheck with all that money I'd never seen before oh man I felt great your wife will be like a fruitful vine in the center of your home what a beautiful picture that is proverbs 18:22 says he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the lord I think of what a fruitful vine my wife Cindy has been to me for nearly 37 years. How the time has flown by. And she continues to be that to our children and grandchildren. Now he says, your children will be like olive plants. In the previous psalm, Solomon told us that children are a heritage or inheritance from the Lord. Here we see them growing up. They are like olive trees planted around the table. Think of those olive-skinned, smiling faces of Jewish children all seated around the dinner table. Sadly, in our fragmented and individualistic society, we are losing the communion of family meals where we turn off the TV, put away the devices, 
and actually look at each other and talk. Think of how many times Jesus ate with people. It is how we become one with one another. God help us to restore the dinner table. Children are like shoots that have sprouted from the parent olive tree and will soon grow up to be mature olive trees themselves. And boy, doesn't that happen quickly. These are the ways God blesses the man who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you out of Zion, and may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes, may you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. The word for bless here means to pronounce a blessing. This echoes the priestly blessing of number six. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Now, what a blessing it is to see your children's children, grandchildren, help an old man feel young again. What joy they bring us. As a pastor, I have seen many young families move to Idaho and then their parents soon follow. Grandchildren are an irresistible magnet to those who have been blessed by God. Finally, he says, peace or shalom be upon Israel. What a great way to end Psalm 128. Psalm 129. Many a time they have afflicted me from my youth. Let Israel now say, many a time they have afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed on my back. They made their furrows long. Affliction is part and parcel for the godly person. Consider Job. Consider the prophets of old. Consider Jesus and the apostles and the martyrs throughout the ages. If we are afflicted by an ungodly world, we should not complain. As Jesus said, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Rejoice and be glad, for great is your reward in heaven. But affliction for the sake of Christ has fallen out of style these days. It's much more in vogue to protest than to be like Moses, who considered the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. Think of how Israel has been afflicted throughout her history. Now, we know that Satan is the source of all such persecution. But it says, they have not prevailed against me. Here is the glorious truth about affliction. If you trust in the Lord, then your enemies will not prevail against you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Now the psalmist says, the plowers plowed on my back. That's a graphic picture of affliction. This was the literal affliction of Christ who was flogged with the Roman whip. But by his stripes, we are healed. The Lord is righteous. He has cut in pieces the cords of the wicked. Twelve times this phrase, the Lord is righteous, is found in Scripture. And it is shown a thousand ways. God is righteous and he will always be righteous so that we can count on him. And he has cut in pieces the cords of the wicked. Think how the wicked seek to bind and afflict the righteous, but God cuts their cords into pieces, and whoever the Son of Man sets free is free indeed. 
Let all those who hate Zion be put to shame and turned back. Let them be as the grass on the housetops, which withers before it grows up, with which the reaper does not fill his hand, nor he who binds sheaves his arms. Neither let those who pass by them say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Now, the psalmist makes three imperative statements, meaning that these things will come to pass. First, let all who hate Zion be ashamed. Even though all the nations gather against Jerusalem, yet God will come to her rescue and they will be delivered. Second, let them be as grass on housetops. Roofs in Israel were flat and usually composed of a mixture of mud, mortar, wood, and thatching, so it was easy for wind-blown seeds to settle on the roofs and sprout, but they could not last. Even so, the wicked would wither away. Finally, let them not receive a blessing. The Jewish greeting to their neighbors was, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. That's a wonderful thing to say, but the psalmist prays that this blessing would not be given to the wicked who hate Jerusalem. Psalm 130, out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. Let's face it, it is often only when we get to the depths of despair that we cry out to God. We have nowhere else to turn. It's much better to commune with him every day and to give him thanks on the good days. But God is so gracious and so merciful that he will even listen to the prayers of those who only cry out to him when they're in trouble. He waits long for people to repent and call upon his name. Lord, hear my voice. The psalmist is desperate for God to hear his prayer. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. To mark iniquities is to keep track of them, and God's accounting system is perfect. Hebrews 4.13 says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before His eyes, and He is the one to whom we are accountable. That thought is indeed terrifying. But there is forgiveness with you, the psalmist says. This is our saving grace. God is merciful and forgiving. He delights in mercy. And because of the blood of Jesus Christ, He is able to remove our sins from us as far as the east is from the west and remember them no more. Listen, I never make an appeal to God on the basis of my righteousness. It's always on the basis of His mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Now, when we have received God's forgiveness, then this leads us to fear Him, or at least it should. Knowing how much it cost God to forgive my sins makes me never want to grieve Him again. I want to stay as far away as I can from the thing that crucified my Lord. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in His word I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning, yes, more than those who watch for the morning. We may be enduring affliction. We may not know what to do. But if our soul will wait for the Lord in faith, hope, and love, then we won't be disappointed because God will come through. We hope in His Word. 
for there we find his promises. We hold fast to these through the long, dark night. More than those who watch for the morning. How those on a night watch wait for the dawn of the new day. Likewise, we wait for the Lord to appear. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Nations will neglect, spurn, and attack Israel, but God will never fail her. Therefore, Israel must hope in Yahweh, the Lord. And with the Lord there is mercy, and with him there is abundant redemption. Now, whenever we come across the word redemption in the Bible, it always speaks of the slave market. We were slaves because of our sins, sold into the power of Satan. But God redeemed us with the blood of Jesus Christ. Christ paid the redemption price in full. He shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Paul wrote to the Romans saying that the day will come when all Israel will be saved. They will look upon the one whom they pierced and they will grieve for him as though for an only child. And what a glorious day that will be. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at two more songs of a sense that express David's simple, childlike trust in the Lord and God's choice of Zion as his eternal dwelling place. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.